previously on The Pagecast. The animals of Mousewood are excited. The Marquis de Hauteau, a famous rabbit magician and his apprentice, are coming to town. Will Ambrosia, Hannah and Uli make it to the town square in time to meet them? Meanwhile, a sick crow is watching the busy citizens of Mousewood, strange thoughts that are not her own floating through her mind. Are our friends in danger? What will happen next? Welcome to the Night of the Rabbit. The Pagecast. Book 1. The Rabbit's Apprentice. Episode 5. In which Ambrosia is snatched away. Hannah, Aunt Ambrosia and little Uli raced down the stone steps that led to the stream. One of Ambrosia's paws clutched the straw hat to her head to stop it from falling off in the rush. In the other, she carried her heavy duffel bag. A little way ahead of them, an elderly salamander was taking the descent much more slowly. Each step its own deliberate challenge. The three mice were in such a hurry that they barely saw him in time, and the salamander had no choice but to break his ponderous rhythm and jump to one side. He thrust his walking stick out in front of him as they passed, ready to defend himself from anything. Scoundrels! Brigands! He cried in a shaky voice. Sorry, Ambrosia replied. She and the two young mice paused, jogging on the spot. What's the meaning of all of this, huh? Running around like there's no tomorrow? The salamander's face creased into a thousand wrinkles, each more resentful than the last. Well? He demanded. Out with it! He's coming, Hannah replied, gasping for breath. The Marquis de Hotel is coming. He's almost at the town gate. The wrinkles in the old amphibian's face lifted like a curtain before a stage, revealing two eyes whose brightness rivaled those of any newly hatched youngling. The Marquis, he whispered, well, I'll be. The black and yellow amphibian let his walking stick fall to the ground, dropped flat on all fours, and scurried down the steps towards Mousewood's town square. This time it was the mice's turn to jump aside. Before they set off to rush after the old salamander, Ambrosia snatched up his walking stick and stuffed it in her duffel bag. He would need it once his age caught up with him again, she thought to herself. As the mice ran towards the center of town, Ambrosia wondered whether it truly was the Marquis who would be appearing at the festival, and whether he actually had taken on an apprentice. For as long as any mouse could remember, 
203 of the enigmatic magicians known as Tree Walkers had visited Mousewood every year, bringing their apprentices to the oldest trees in the forest so they could learn the art of walking between worlds. The roots of these trees reach down so deep they touch the boundaries of other worlds, other places, times and possibilities. That was how the magicians explained the whole thing at least. Though Ambrosia found the idea fascinating, life in this world was more than exciting enough for her. It had already led her away from Mousewood to the big city, and far beyond as well. For the tree walkers, however, crossing between worlds was more than just an adventure. They all took a solemn vow, swearing to use their abilities to help those who lived in all the portal worlds. For the animals of Mousewood, this was just one more reason to come together every year with the magicians, both the masters and the apprentices who learned their craft in this little part of the woods, and celebrate the Treetop Festival. The Marquis de Hoteau, too, had been an apprentice when he first came to the little town in the woods. But even back then, he was different. Ambrosia was just a child herself when he turned up unexpectedly in Mousewood, with no master magician to guide him. The rabbit was around her age, not much older, but although he had arrived alone, he had followed the ancient tradition and introduced himself to Mousewood's residence and town council as a tree walker in waiting. The animals had watched on as he completed each step of his apprenticeship without the slightest aid from any tree walkers. And once he was finished, they had celebrated his success by throwing the grandest treetop festival Mousewood had ever seen. Ambrosia remembered it well. She could still recall in perfect detail the quiet, reserved Marquis as he sat by the crackling cone fire across from the other animals. How lonely he looked, how daring and mysterious, and how she had summoned up all her courage to talk to him. She had asked the rabbit where the Hoteau in his name or title was. It sounded like a fantastic city full of magic, she had said, and that it must lie many worlds away from Little Mousewood. Didn't they miss him there? After all, wasn't a Marquis similar to a Duke? And didn't that mean he had all sorts of responsibilities and duties to be getting on with? The young tree walker had looked at her and chuckled. He had only recently become a Marquis, he had explained, and he still needed to grow into the role. Besides, Hoto wasn't actually that big, and it was in good hands while he was away. Then he had asked Ambrosia her name, 
and what her passion was. Petrology, she had answered enthusiastically, before immediately cursing herself for being so silly. The Marquis would surely think her hobby was boring, just like almost everyone else. The signs of rocks? He had replied, his eyes lighting up. Fascinating, particularly garnet ores and whisper crystals. All it takes is one glance, one brush of the paw, and you can sense the endless secrets that slumber inside. Mm, that's true magic. Ambrosia still remembered those words to this day. As the night drew on, she had shared her greatest dream with him, that she had hoped one day to find the legendary Rainbow Quartz, which was said to be capable of storing light for years on end and splitting it into hundreds of different colors. The Marquis had nodded and thrilled. I hope your dream comes true. What I wouldn't give to always have a rainbow in my pocket, he confessed. A beacon to lift my spirits, even in the deep-rooted caverns of the Lightless Queendom. It had taken a little while for the rabbit to loosen up and start talking to the folk of Mousewood. But after that first conversation with Ambrosia, the floodgates had opened. He waxed lyrical about the adventures he had experienced on his journey, telling how he had freed the restless spirit of an orchid gardener whose hauntings had terrorized an entire village. The young rabbit had used magic to bring the withered plants in the ghostly gardener's greenhouse back to life, before placing them in the safe hands of a mouse nun from a nearby abbey. He also regaled Mousewood with the tale of how he had rescued a thousand-year-old water dragon from imprisonment by a wealthy warlock, and how the dragon and the Marquis had then become firm friends for life. Ambrosia and the other animals hung on the Marquis's every word, and as the light from the cone fire and the flames in his soul set his red eyes alight, any doubt that remained regarding his capabilities had vanished like magic. It was clear for all to see that the Marquis de Hoteau had all the makings of a tree walker. The creatures of Mousewood knew that the magician's code would set the Marquis on a tough path, always rushing from one world to the next, lending his magical skills to those in need. But they also knew that he would face down evil wherever he walked and whatever form it took. The Marquis returned to Mousewood every few years, though always alone, with no apprentice in sight. Until now. Wait! shouted Hannah, skidding to a halt on the dusty pavement. 
the three mice had arrived in front of a crooked house, nestled up against a moss-covered rock. The building and the stone looked like old friends leaning on each other for support after too much blue juice at the treetop festival, a scene that would have been much more fitting later, in the evening. Uli and Ambrosia stopped too, the older mouse taking a moment to untangle herself from the spiderweb of memories that now shrouded her mind. Uli sniffed the air. Ambrosia could smell it too. In fact, the buttery aroma drifting through the cracks in the door of the crooked house was so potent they could almost taste it. Hmm, nut cookies, said Ambrosia. Hmm, this is where our friend Jonathan lives, replied Uli, pointing at the little house. Ah, I bet two leaf bugs he's baking them for the festival. Of course he is, cried the distraught Hannah. But he's going to miss everything, she sighed. Squirrels and their nuts. You two go on ahead. I'll just pop in and tell him the tree walkers are coming. Are you sure? Ambrosia asked. Save us a spot, Hannah called back. And with that she was through the wooden door and into Jonathan's front garden. Come on then said Ambrosia to Uli, and the two of them ran off deeper into town as fast as their paws could carry them. <coughs> Apart from the loud flapping and squawking of a crow in the treetops above them, there was no one to be seen or heard in the streets now. Most of Mousewood's residents must already have made it to the town gate. Sensible folk, thought Ambrosia to herself. The creatures of Mousewood were proud of their Marquis. They didn't mind if they'd heard some of his tales of adventure before. They didn't even mind if half of those tales stretched the truth a little. For Ambrosia, however, the sound of the Marquis's name always took her back to the young rabbit who had arrived alone in Mousewood all those years ago. She thought of how the Marquis had sat across from her, quiet, shy even, and how she had gathered up all her courage to speak to him, so he didn't feel quite so strange and alone. She wondered whether he would remember her. Ambrosia and El Uli came to a thick tree root, which served as a bridge over a stream. Auntie, wait! Uli shouted, coming to a halt. Ambrosia stopped again, a little less patiently this time. Uli started sniffing the air once more. Can you smell that? What remarkable scent is holding us up this time? She thought to herself, though she didn't say it out loud. Instead, she closed her eyes and let her mouse nose lead the way. There it was. A heavy, sweet, spicy smell 
that brought back memories of wondrous summer hikes along long dusty tracks through lush green fields. When she opened her eyes, Uli was already standing next to a plant with round yellow blossoms. Chamomile, murmured a laugh-struck Uli, removing his flat cap in what seemed to be a mark of respect. I'll just pick a few blossoms to dry out later. But what about the Marquis de <coughs> Ambrosia began to object, but she was interrupted by the sound of powerful wings beating the air and a chilling screech. Uh, Marquino, what? asked Uli. But when he turned around, Ambrosia had disappeared. In the spot where she had been standing lay nothing more than her straw hat, the marsh marigold, still hanging from its brim. Listening to The Night of the Rabbit, the Pagecast. The Pagecast was written and narrated by me, Matt Kemke. Special thanks to Ian Farrell for the English translation, to Tilo Alpermann for our music, to Aljoscha Jelinek, Corinna Ertl, and Sebastian Kemke for providing invaluable feedback, and to Corinna Ertl for performing our Pagecast theme song. Also, special thanks to Olga, Azu, Andrienko and Simone Schmö-Grünewald for our main cover artwork. The Night of the Rabbit is an adventure game I wrote a long time ago and which you can play right now. Just follow the link in the show notes. But you don't need to know the game to listen to this podcast, which expands the story from the game. The episodes of this pagecast are chapters from the book I'm currently writing in my spare time. If you want to support the pagecast and the novel, you can do that. You will find the links in the show notes. In two weeks' time, the pagecast returns with... Episode 6 In which the Marquis de Hauteau visits Mousewood.